Uh-uh. No. No, absolutely not. There is no way we are returning from our months-long hiatus. I cannot believe we're returning from our months-long hiatus. You are listening to Podcast 118, a Hey Arnold re-education where every week, um, sometimes with long months, long gaps in between, uh, two lifelong friends gather to rewatch, review, and relive every episode and movie of the classic Nicktoon, Hey Arnold. I'm one of your hosts, Michael, last name redacted. And, and I am the other host. My name is Sean. And his last name is also redacted, I think. That too. Cool. Yeah, we go to that. It's like grade school, just going with like the last initial... I just don't want to get doxxed. Nah. When we become extremely famous and have FU money, which, uh, who knows, could be tomorrow. It could. I don't want to be doxxed. It's okay. People already know our high schools now, Michael. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm having too much fun talking out of my behind. Oh, dude. Hmm. Well, um... How were the stoops on on your trip? They were many a stoop. They were they were great for uh, for the listeners. I recently got back from Japan, which was sick. Was there doing cherry blossoms? A lot of shrine stoops. A uh, lot of like small local neighborhood stoops for all the weebs out there. <laughs> I did the Bochi the Rock pilgrimage, so I went through Shimokitazawa and had a lot of coffee. Uh, mm. That was great. But no, the stoops the stoops were immaculate, my friend. They they were immaculate. And well curated and taken care of, oh, clean, bad. clean, bad. very clean. Not, not that, not yeah. like in hillside stoops or hill wood stoops. My bad, not hillside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rusty. <laughs> I know a little bit. I'm sorry. Well, uh, first <laughs> off, hold on. I just want to give a quick shout out to a very gracious listener who reached out out of nowhere on Instagram. Uh, this special shout out to. Zabawans, um, a.k.a. Zachary with a bat emoji, um, who reached out to us on April 15th and said, where did you guys go? I need a new episode so bad, and I've been desperately waiting. Slanted frowny face emoji. Zachary, we came back just for you. So thank you for checking. This is for you. We knew you were in tears when you were typing that. (laughs) He was was in tears just asking, waiting for the bus stop, trying to find the bus stop. (laughs) Just waiting. Where's the bus stop? stop? Uh, we're not. But that's a season uh, one reference, and which gets me excited two. because I miss the like slight typos that show up. Yeah, <laughs> hey Arnold. Our like, just the weird. That was a season one reference. Uh, yeah, that was a season one reference. Yes, and we are mm-hmm. in season two. Luckily, yeah, we again, are. it's a clean start because we stopped right after our season one wrap up. So this will this will feel pretty good. This will feel pretty good. I think yes. continuity it wise nice. wasn't like a big nice. hanger type thing. But anyway, if you haven't already done so, if you're not one of the like, I think we've had like we've had like north of a hundred listens on each episode, which is pretty dope. But if you want to join wow. in and be a part of that solution, not part of the problem. Uh, check us out on <laughs> like PETA or whatever, whoever, whatever organization is that uh, slogan. Uh, be sure to check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Stitcher, and probably a bunch of other online platforms whose names escape me. Leave a rating review if you should feel so inclined. If you if you like what you hear, if you would like to again continue taking us down, um, so we'll be out of a job just like those people that 
what's his face tucker carlson and who who, mm-hmm. who lost this job last week from cnn don lemon yeah 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 just, yeah or you know you that'll guys, be us it'll be us one let's day. not we're, let that be we're us. just trying to be the tucker carlson and the don lemon of of fan cam, i don't want to be either of them of the you can world. you can do that for yourself <laughs> okay fair enough um but the offer still stands if anyone wants to pick a fight with me via gmail more than happy. We still have more than had happy a, to had engage. A fight picked with us. I mean, at pc one eighteen pc one eighteen pod at gmail uh, Same handle for Twitter and Instagram. Will we pay for Twitter Blue for a false sense of legitimacy? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Who knows? We'll get it for free when we have a million followers. Okay, fine. Okay, that's something to work toward. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, another tomorrow goal. <laughs> yeah, another tomorrow goal. So let's just get let's just get back to the season two of it all. Um, so we yes, are that. doing season two, episode two, and the first half is entitled Helga's Love Potion. Originally aired September twenty fourth, nineteen ninety seven. Written by Craig Bartlett, directed by Dan Povenmire, in which Helga drinks a potion to lose all of her feelings for Arnold, and that is literally everything that happens. <laughs> okay, cool. to lose all of her feelings for Arnold. She did. She did. I mean, she did in a placebo-like fashion, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. They're gazebos. <laughs> They're bullshit. Oh God. Speaking of, uh, apparently he's not. He's losing some favor online. Apparently. <laughs> oh. Yeah, man. I know. He was. I was. He was the only reason I was going to watch Shazam: Fury of the Go- Colon Fury of the Gods. Ugh, that's okay. I wasn't really cheering for but, them but anyway. I really wanted to see who would win in a fight: a dragon or Shazam. But I think Shazam actually. Yeah, oh, he actually does fight a dragon, because he's like, I just threw a chunk at a dragon. Oh, I love my yeah. life. He just blew shit up with his mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's see. Um, well, first off, we get the Closet Shrine Mark II. And yes, we do, and I loved every second gonna, of it, my friend. I was friend. gonna say, yeah. I mean, yum. This the first one was all gum, right? Oh, yeah, we got produce now. We have tomato eyes, which was kind of <laughs> gross. It was, like, leaking and, like, seeping into... This is also the first actual football, right? Like, yeah, that we know it's like an that. actual football yes, for yeah. his head. This time. Yeah. Yes. Love it. <laughs> Love it. Right, um, her descriptions were on point. I did not type all of them, uh-huh. but the one that stuck out was flaxen-haired angel. <laughs> yes. uh, very... Very impressed, as always, with Helga's uh, okay. literary masterclass that she delivers to us yeah. weekly. Yeah, we got, it's like a cornucopia. It looks like some kind of tuber on the left. Mm-hmm. Um, screen, yeah. Screen caps came out and kind of a tiki motif on this one. Kind of a thatch. It's carved in, right? Like, it's, a, it's like a shadow box. <laughs> I guess, yeah. It's like a relief and there's like a clam. Relief, couple, good couple word. A couple tiki, tiki torches and yeah, just sort of thatched, a thatched back board type thing it's you know it's very yeah. it's very enchanted tiki room it really is yeah. there's also just kind of like the ornamental branches coming off of like the top center and like top right of it oh too. my god yeah it's just like why i don't know like secret garden vibes that i can't really quite she, describe it <laughs> she is an artist through and through she's a creative yeah mm. and this is i mean honestly this is that's kind of the whole crux of this episode it's like what happens when you like willingly shut yourself off from your muse which honestly is pretty kind of like relatable i don't know like i think that's something oh absolutely a lot of people will go through where it's like you're just mode you just like lose that mojo and you stop writing you stop drawing you stop playing music for like weeks at a time i don't know life happens whatever 
Mm-hmm. And then you honestly do feel kind of like ill and like not fully yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Lost well, a part of yourself yeah. for sure. Uh, how about Mr. Simmons's pronunciation of po- poem? Was it, was it poem or poem? I'm pretty sure he did poem. <laughs> he, I love, like, don't get me wrong. I love Mr. Simmons. I think he means very, very well. But he's also a little bit, like, he's one of those people that's kind of, like, a little bit full of himself. Just, like, a little, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> and, like, wants to flex either sounding cool or being cool because mm-hmm. he knows that he's not the typical cool. I think he would have fit in very nicely at our high school, which... Oh, which, yeah, which, we would have loved him. Which I already name-dropped, so I just won't do it again, but... Yeah, yeah. we would have pranked him, mm-hmm. but we would have loved him. Yeah, he, he probably wouldn't have taken too kindly to the whole... To the birds and everything like that. The, Still my greatest the idea. Cage. Yeah, <laughs> the, avi- the aviary of it all. Yeah. So I think for me, it's more about just kind of like... This episode, it's like... Okay, besides, yes, Helga dealing with the placebo of the love potion. Like, not hmm. a whole lot happens in the episode, What's hmm. interesting to me with like these, what I noticed pretty quickly with these uh, actual season two episodes, we're gonna have a few like season one holdouts that got all weird with the air dates and everything like that. Yeah, which you already yeah, yeah. saw reflected in like the Paramount Plus mm-hmm. uh, presentation. But it seems like when they came in with this season, they all, all of a sudden it's like I I wonder if one of the mandates was like we need to do like individual character studies and really like mm. get in on like what the, how this person kind of deals with their own thing not even really sometimes not sometimes without the intervention of arnold and sometimes as we'll see in the latter half in spite of yeah. the intervention of arnold <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, absolutely yeah it's interesting because it's definitely a departure from what we're used to in season one being very like arnold is the anchor but i also when i think about like the quintessential hey arnold experience you think of Arnold as the good guy and you think of how alive each of these characters are and a lot of the episodes that I imagine we're going to walk into uh really build that up right I mean Mm -hmm. the love potion is is arguably a a pretty big fan favorite in our circle at least (laughs) like it's it's one of the ones our friends wanted to participate in so you know and it's uh you get the same thing from like the uh I'm going to get all of the names wrong but like uh the pizza rolling competition right Uh like you get a lot of stinky in that right Um, Uh and we did get a lot already of uh some other characters um in season one but i think it's part of the charm no absolutely it's different but then yeah as far as kind of like a well i think the last like helga specific episode we had was magic show so it's nice to just see her kind of deal with this everyday thing well like again it's a thing where it's all in her head but she's kind of proliferating it in real time. Like it's not a, it's not a messed up fever dream scenario. She's not that's, knocked out. Yeah. She, she's just, <laughs> she's, I mean, she just needed a break, I think. So, and, yeah. and again, I think it also comes with like uh, Francesca Smith. Like she's one of the few voices who just like stayed with the character, even as her, as she got older. So naturally yeah. there's that adjustment because her voice mm-hmm. is deeper and you just hear like more of a maturity, especially when she's like all dead inside. She's like, yes. Like morning. I get up, my sis, my my mom doesn't listen. Da 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 da. da. Which I won't lie, I that's read, that's one down. of the bullets that I took down. Oh, really? Was that uh, I didn't type it verbatim, okay. but like, yeah, it's not a poem, but the prose in her pseudo non-creative writing assignment, <laughs> honestly, a banger. Okay. And maybe it's because she just has this incredible verbal tempo and this time 
happening with the delivery, but it was specifically that line where it was like the TV's on. Oh yeah. Mom's not paying attention going right into everything. Like yeah. the delivery alongside with the sentiment was mm-hmm. kind of like, it was snaps worthy. I'm not going to lie. I was into it. I thought it was good. Even if Mr. Simmons wanted mushy love story. <laughs> listening to your, I was into it. Listening to your poems, getting to know you through your poems has been one of the highlights of my teaching career. I'm excited to read yours first. <laughs> Nerd. Um, Nerd. It was, it was a, it was like, it was kind of a haiku sort of, I mean, obviously not obviously in the structure, but yeah, it felt like, I don't know my like, literary I only terms know, anymore. I only wrote, but... I only wrote haikus in Ghost of Tsushima. So that. <laughs> that were written for you. <laughs> <laughs> it was like magnet poetry. That's what that, yeah. that's yeah, what yeah, that yeah. mechanic was in the game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my God. Um, yeah. A banger though. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm I there's two there's two I think food items in this episode that I feel like had a chokehold on the consciousness of 90s kids. Neither of which I was crazy about. Mm-hmm. Did you ever eat tapioca mm. tapioca pudding and if so, what does it actually taste like? Oh my god, not at school, but uh <laughs> like yes. Snack, snack and tapioca pudding? Yeah. Okay, okay. Tapioca pudding is just like vanilla pudding with like like boba in it basically okay like okay yeah. that is a that is a hundred percent what it is yeah. it's vanilla pudding with boba in it mm-hmm. wow arnold looks really happy to have that yeah, you, you can make you can so. make it uh, i mean you can see the positioning of the bowl there that might have done, done a he's into something. it he's a freak arnold's a freak he's crazy wow. you should never hurt a crazy wow. person you should never hurt a crazy person especially when they break into song and dance and and then also while we're on that continual subject what was your favorite brand of grape grape juice as a, as a kid late 90s oh my god late 90s so <sighs> like welch's was pretty pretty lit welch's honestly. was good fanta had a good grape right like grape fanta soda? had a grape didn't they a grape soda or grape juice oh it was grape they soda grape in the soda. movie yeah yeah my bad i've never had it my bad in the movie in the episode it's grape yeah they, they said like juice and soda interchangeably so i kind of messed up but they yes, did fanta they? has a grape well, soda yes yeah cool. so if we're going soda, I do think Fanta was probably the only one I was exposed to uh, regularly, uh, other than like off-brand. Hey, this is grape soda. Insert you know market safe name way, here. Safeway Select grape soda. I might have. I probably you better had believe that. it's signature yeah. juice. I'm an Ocean Spray kind of guy. Ooh. Yeah, so like maybe not grape purist, but okay. grape cranberry okay. was okay. real nice. Nice. But I also haven't had that kind of juice in quite some time. What did you say she put in it for reals? Um, like ginseng and honeydew or something? Yeah, ginseng, chamomile. That sounds pretty damn yeah. good <laughs> to mix it up. I uh, I don't know. Grape with with those notes? No, no, no. That would actually make it just taste really herby. I take it back. Yeah, and I also think that grape would overpower the amount that was in the small heart-shaped flask, <laughs> right? Like yes. if we're talking pure volume yeah. and accessible materials, <laughs> there's no way that... That amount of grape soda, which also it it was soda because it had the carbonation yes. effect. I wrote down yeah. that that sound real nice. Yeah. Mm. Mm. No way. You put a tea bag in there is what she did. Or like true. opened a tea bag and dropped it in there. <laughs> and it's like LaCroix amount of flavor of hint of chamomile, hint of okay. gin. Yeah, she got the she got the Lipton tea bag and dropped it in there and it just said the ingredients ding dong and charged ten bucks for it. Yeah, that's like those fancy ass juice places we have now. <laughs> I talked myself into anger. I heard it as I was saying There's it. barely any Arnold in this episode. What did happen? Yeah, anyway. I couldn't shit on Arnold this episode. But at least, well, no, well, at least there's this where he's like, where he's like, but I still have, at least I still have my dignity, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> when it's again, yeah, it's, Arnold was just an idiot. This and episode. again, it's just that more like sunny, like higher pitch. It's that we we're into Arnold two two point yeah, Philip, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gone, gone are the days of Torin Caudell. Uh, he's gonna come back later as Wolfgang, but now we're into f- the Philip Van Dyke era of mm. Arnold. There's a later episode, I think, where it might have been the one where Helga does like stand up and she's making fun mm. of Arnold and she's like, Hey guys, if we just put our heads together and pool our resources <laughs> and have a, <laughs> and, have a speci- and have a positive disposition, there's no goal we can't surmount or yeah. something. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> oh my god. Wait, real. Real, real, real. Mm. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. I mean, if I if I had to reach for a hate Arnold moment, it I mean it was part of the narrative. Like they, mm-hmm. he had to gripe about not having the last tapioca pudding oh, twice okay, to okay. make Helva Helga uh give it to him, but mm-hmm. <laughs> just like the long size in between, like ugh. that is also an Arnold thing to <sighs> Here goes the last of the tapioca. Yeah, it's like Kiff on Futurama. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Just like really woe is me. My but ac- also Helga being seething while she's <laughs> trying to be nice is going like, why don't you have mine? <laughs> They're just like right under the surface, I, I so was, angry. I watched a lot of Arthur, I think, during our hiatus. So yeah, that, there's a great episode of Arthur where like Francine has to like fulfill a bet that she can't be mean for a whole week. I guess it kind of reminded me of that a little bit. Oh my god! Meek, yeah, meek for a week. If you're curious, you could find it easily on YouTube. It's one of the best episodes of Arthur, bar none. Um, Love that. <laughs> my hate Arnold is again this is his presumptuousness that he again. Well, okay, he is the main character, but to like borrow like f- modern vernacular, the times where he deliberately has main character syndrome. It's just oh like, yeah. It's like, it's gonna sound dumb, but I noticed that you didn't torture me at all today, and I just wanted to know if you were okay. Yeah, Arnold. Had to get you, that out out of the system. You are a main character syndrome <laughs> kind of human. Oh my god! Um, real quick before we get to, the, I guess, the standout visual sequence. Um, mm-hmm. Do you know what this effect is called? Because they did this all the time. Uh, this is the frame where we see Madame Blanche's oh, yeah. crystal ball, and like the, where you see like. The smoke is not animated, but it's like superimposed. It's like that. That just gave me Chowder vibes because Chowder did that kind of thing all the time. Yeah, yeah. I don't know the exact terminology yeah. for it because superimposition was the first thing that came oh, to sure, mind as well. Sure. But it doesn't feel completely right. Yeah. The only difference between what you're seeing here and Chowder, this I believe is. I mean, let's just go with superimposed. Mm-hmm. This is just like actual smoke superimposed oh. in the space. Mm-hmm. What Chowder did was they would have the pattern static, but as the character was moving and it would stay static, it it, it gave that implicit motion. That was so cool. On, yeah. on it. It was like a parallax yeah. scroll in a video game or something. Like Absolutely. It was really, really <laughs> smart. It played like a 2D scroller, exactly. Yeah. Which was really clever uh-huh. uh, because it was used intentionally on character clothing to draw your attention to it without having to make them the only extremely colorful things on screen in the mise-en-scene, which is pretty, like, it's genius because that's why Chowder can be so, like, loud in terms of colors and personalities Mm -hmm. uh, because they did visuals to differentiate as, well, they did visual effect to to differentiate, not visual uh, differences, I guess. Yeah. Great show. Love it. Rada, rada. Rada, rada, rada. Next song. Next song. Next. Wait, no. Um, does the sequence we're talking about come before or after Helga has like her lament (laughs) 
of like not loving Arnold anymore. Oh, I was gonna go. I was just gonna go into like the crazy dream sequence. The sunk. Helga, okay. Helga, Hell yeah! Helga, Throw it on me. Helga going into the sunken place. Which, mm. uh, <laughs> this is this is this is the get out portion of this is the get out portion of the episode. <laughs> Um, oh my god. Do you remember but no okay, like I'm sure like any like Nickelodeon nineties Nickelodeon person worth their salt probably mm. already knows and we're preaching to the choir, I'm sure. But do you remember Noggle Vision at all? Yes. Okay, yeah, yes. like do you remember like I remember trying to like do that for at least some of the episodes and yeah, I think I got like the three D glasses because I mm-hmm. had a very brief subscription to Nickelodeon magazine and I did it oh, just nice. like the commercial. I went up to my mom and I was like, Nickelodeon magazine, please. And uh, yeah. and it worked. It totally and worked. It I was fucking only, worked. I was, <laughs> it was a little job, so I guess it's fine. But again, I, I just I think I just want to like I forgot about this particular frame, and it's just gonna live rent free for a while. Is how like crazed she looks looking at the potion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is yes. one of the best. This is one of the best like dramatic Helga monologues for sure. Oh, like yeah. the line read on like and now the. Magical potion, which will free me mm-hmm. from this blasted longing. Yes, yes. I don't remember where it comes in, but the the one that I wrote down was "cursed symbols of my misled youth." Yeah, I was like, it was right before that. <laughs> yes, her, her, her books of Arnold inspired poetry, volumes one through fourteen. <laughs> she went off, man. She went off. And those were like nice. That's more than one a year. Yeah, that's and those were like big, like hardbound. Those weren't like Harriet the Spy esque composition books. Like those were oh. like real ass, you know, like hardbound. Oh, covers. she's she's a novelist, that's <laughs> for sure. But yeah, those I mean some pretty like cool visuals. I did like her melting into the ice cream, like the ice cream monologue with her and Phoebe, and I believe yeah. that was actually, I think this was the first like this never happened right forgetting like in terms of like, yeah. the gag runner like and that's one mm-hmm. i think that's my favorite like verbal runner verbal runner between helga and phoebe for sure oh for sure yeah no contest for me it reminded me of 500 days of summer when fucking tom is like i love summer's little birthmark on her knee i love how mm-hmm. i hear this song every time i think of her but then yeah go ahead so just talk about like the juxtaposition of like how like when helga loses her arnold mojo <laughs> go ahead oh my god so I don't know. <laughs> I think the my favorite part about Helga is even though she loses her muse, if you will, mm. she still keeps the kind of like passion for description of things. And she has that flair for the dramatic that just persists. Yeah. And maybe that's kind of like part of the episode that it like never really left her <laughs> to, uh, to like love something so much. That's the whole point. But, but, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean like, Helga's laments are such a critical part of her character and what really draw me to this character and, you know, now viewing it with uh, with not eight-year-old eyes. <laughs> it's just how great she is at delivering her thoughts mm-hmm. and exploring them. And even in the lack of the Arnold love, stumbling over ice cream slash Arnold, like having to kind of be concerned about it and really like watching over her back to see if she's actually in love or actually not in love. Um and then being really worried about it all in the span of a 12 minute episode and like mm-hmm. coming to terms with that in what probably is a single school day. Yeah. Uh, this, is, this whole thing took place over a day. Pretty sure. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, Helga is a very emotionally mature character. I would argue. She had to grow, um, she had to grow up a little too fast, but I yeah, guess that's, this in is the nice a lot of different that. ways. Yeah. Or is and it- I continue to come back to that point that you had made um, when we were watching 
the episode with Olga, right? Okay. Where the point that you had made was that like maybe a lot of Helga's, you know, penchant for drama comes from seeing mm. Olga thrive mm-hmm. in that kind of like hyper art like environment of being just a genius and whatever instruments it is that she mm-hmm. plays slash all of them and having that be not necessarily a role model but her only like big sister figure what she seems to have modeled a little bit of her own personality off of rightfully so you know good point i, I mean that. yeah for and as, as for as much as she like takes issue with olga and sees it as performative whereas for mm-hmm. her that's like the purest version of herself the performative yeah. one the performative aspect is the one that is like very clearly like influenced by like by big bob and stuff and just like that's the part of herself that she feels like she can only like outwardly express to most pretty much every other person yeah yeah and it's how helga processes herself right like i mean we we joke about volume one through 14 like love for arnold but i mean i almost wonder this is now me just having a stick up my ass so sorry to the viewers but like if we were to look into like olga's diary would it be in that same hoity-toity voice that we hear her in like would it be in an accent would Mm -hmm. it be written in cursive or would it be just like this was my day. I had a great day in class. I did this. I went to a mixer with whatever the college guy's name is. And we fucked like <laughs> they, there may not be that kind of dramatic flair that Helga brings to it, which, uh, Merci beaucoup. rises her character. Merci beaucoup. Yeah. Advanced she French. definitely doesn't write it in French. No, I'm rude. To I forgot what his names were, but yeah, I was like, they saw that the mixer, he was irresistible to her. Couldn't take her eyes off her, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I just I know I just had lunch. Well, I well dinner. I had pasta, but I could go for some Promethean orzo right about now. That sounds pretty good. <laughs> I could not <laughs> go for Promethean orzo. No, I had fettuccine no, thank alfredo you. for the record. Oh, okay, God. so then you're yeah you're in the pasta mood. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I got you. Oh boy, <laughs> orzo. <laughs> we should we should have like taken count of all the things that are like analogous to football that come through Helga's yeah, mouth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just have like a running well, list. We, got, we could we could start a new club. We could start a new column. There's room on the spreadsheet. <laughs> things that Foot, are football shaped. Football shaped anal- analogies, analogs. Yeah, yeah. He's a, he's a boy. He's kind of weird, kind of quiet, kind of stupid, amazing boy. Big heart and no sense of reality. Oh, and a football shaped head. <laughs> <laughs> Again, comedic timing. It's pretty great. Telling you. (laughs) Telling you. Now we are going to the second half, which is titled Gerald's Secret, written by Jonathan Greenberg, directed by Tuck Tucker, in which Gerald's secret is revealed. He does not know how to ride a bike, so Arnold tries to teach him how. I didn't think we'd get, like, too much hate Arnold with this new Arnold, but I was proven starkly wrong in this one. Oh, yeah. You hate the fuck out of Arnold this episode. Like that's, this episode is yeah. about hating Arnold. Gerald's secret is that he hates Arnold. <laughs> that he secretly, never, never mind the bike. The bike. The lack of biking is almost secondary. The bike was the B plot. <laughs> the, the A plot is Arnold is an asshole. But the MVP of this episode is Harold's flat tires. <laughs> yes, it is. Just oh the, just the, my the, the foley, God! The foley of like the rubber dragging on the concrete every time. <laughs> It's like I can't even describe it, but yeah, it's just like, oh yeah, it's just bad, and it's you know, 
It's so good. It's painful. <laughs> he gets to the ramp, breaks, yeah. doesn't immediately fall over, but slowly tips over and also <laughs> doesn't change posture the entire way. Classic. Uh, Classic. Great, great physical comedy from Harold. Suppose, yeah. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. DeAndre Reynolds level. Good mm-hmm. job. But <laughs> um, I guess this taps in. I don't know. I mean, I kind of relate to this one. I didn't learn to ride a bike until like later. I didn't. I don't think I really like got decent at riding a bike until yeah, like third or fourth grade, like around huh. the time these guys did. And I just never really particularly enjoyed it. I mean, maybe because I was mm-hmm. riding like a BMX and like I just felt everything. I actually like ran into a like that that dirty ass lot like at Oddstad like where the baseball field was at. I was like doing mm-hmm. laps there and I like ran into the fence and like Love I did, that. did not enjoy it. But, Congrats. Yeah. I think I learned how to ride a bike fairly early on, but uh hills were a thing. Like especially in our neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah, so so I don't know, bikes were never really like the conventional means to get around mm-hmm. rather than asking our parents for rides. Me walking all the way up the hill to go to your house that one time to work on a project i still oh my god can't believe i i don't know fuck. oh my god it's just full of youthful i'm proud of energy you and it's not that bad of a nah, walk, I w- but I it's it... you got to be intentional about it yeah. is what it is like it's not a walk you can just like think like oh i'm gonna go hang out it was my no. thighs were burning <laughs> gonna... dude yeah i remember am that i down well. on <laughs> it wasn't like right rolling down Maybe. Was Gerald, Gerald was definitely, that was this, was that the same steepest hill that Arnold oh, rode? Okay. Yeah. I was, I was not that's entirely the, sure. That's the hill that Eugene died on. <laughs> yeah. They, some say his body is still rotting in the, <laughs> in the, whatever it is, the junkyard at the bottom well, of the hill. In that case. Was, or did he land in the tar? Where did, where was his end point? Where did he die that so episode? That one, I think he landed, it, he went over a fence in that episode. Gerald lands in like, he think he like landed into road work on, in his instance here. Okay. Yeah, and this, gotcha, and, gotcha, that, gotcha. and that, by that logic, Eugene is very much the Kenny of South Park. Like uh, South, Kenny is to South Park as Eugene is to Arnold. He just continually dies and keeps coming back to life. Yes, so he's got, absolutely. Got that plot Always dead. <laughs> Vibes. Oh, my God. Do you believe, like, just owing to the placement of his helmet, do mm. you believe, are you team his skull goes all the way up or just very tall afro? Interesting. I was always, and I think am still, very tall curated afro. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Because Jamie and yeah. Dad's, like, their hairs go pretty, you see, like, the tops of their heads. Mm. So it's just a very tall so. In which case, That's I mean, right. like, pretty useless, like, head protection there, but, you know. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Purely visual. <laughs> Just for the looks. Ay, ay, ay. But, yeah, these, I mean, this is, it's an interesting, too, for, like, leaning into, like, the character's insecurities, especially mm-hmm. with Gerald. I think this is the first time we see Gerald this vulnerable. And, like, there's several, this is only the first time this season that we get, like, Gerald getting kind of, like, taken down a peg or whatever his... His coolness, his like unequivocal coolness being kind of like stripped. Yeah. And him just coming undone in multiple ways. So it was interesting to see that again. Yeah. Like to just really see him off of his game, you know? Yeah. Not, and again, all, all, all by Arnold's hand. Like the scene where he's gassing up Gerald in front of all the kids after Harold is like trying to like put him on blast is just so frust- was so frustrating to watch. Arnold is such a dick. Dude. <laughs> He's doing it for himself. He's like, "Wow, look at me being such a good my guy, fo- standing fault. up for my friend." Yeah. No, oh, Arnold. <laughs> Arnold. God. Gerald. 
on a little pink girly bag <laughs> with training wheels. With little training wheels. <laughs> <laughs> and it's always God. like Harold with a popsicle is probably just the best visual because it's always he's like literally eating shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it's always like a fudge. It's like it's always like a Mr. Fudgy or something. Fudgies, right? yeah. yeah. Uh, fudgy, fudgy, he's into nut him. bar. <laughs> My my note was, damn, Harold's really out here eating shit. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like gross. Also, that comes right yeah. after Arnold is like, hey, Gerald. <laughs> Loud as fuck. <laughs> is that when, is, oh, is that when he, oh, yeah, when he has like the. Right when he pulls up the, in the his. The trench coat and stuff. Yeah. And he's making him ride in like the girl's bike next door and stuff. Yeah. And it's kind of messed up. <laughs> yeah. 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 Arnold is a uh, main character syndrome again. Main character, Rude. savior complex. Gerald refer again. Gerald later refers to him derogatorily as Papa Teresa, which I think is like the best fucking. That's one hell of oh, a yeah. slam. Solid, solid <laughs> insult. Yeah. Oh boy, I think that's kind of it. I mean, there's not a whole lot to this episode. I mean, it's keep cool. our park cleans. Keep our. Oh yeah, there was that <laughs> trash can. <laughs> Gerald falls into. He also gets Tokyo drifted by that kid in the big wheel. Oh, he does. He does. Yeah, he does. Who also might have had a popsicle in his mouth. Not I'm thinking about he it. He might have. I think that's a very good. That's a very good catch. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> that's what I'm here for. Actually, like it had me thinking about the uh, the the final bike race. Had me thinking of like the last 20 minutes of an extremely goofy movie where it's like they're in the fucking college X games, and I think somebody goes barrier or like hay barrier, haystack barrier, and into a store. Just as uh, Harold does, mm. but that's his fault for yeah. having underinflated. There's very tires. little rascals too, right? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, the little rascals. Oh my gosh. That's yeah. That there was another parallel too. Yeah, there was. A, that was just a thing in the '90s, like climactic final race. Yeah. Inline skates. Bikeathon for world peace. So. Ooh, Brink. Let's go. What did they call it? Like some crazy, stupid, like some team pop inside. <laughs> yeah, I heard you guys get paid in kibbles and bits. <laughs> really, we tried, but. I guess we're just too we're lame. We're just too lame. <laughs> at, least we had... at least we had a good time. <laughs> uh, Helga so good. Helga and Val would totally hang out. I could see that. Frankie G. No, Frankie G. Frankie G is like Val's cousin. Which, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. They both have their respective I gangs. will say. He's got X-Blades and he's got Chaz. He's got, Val's got Chaz. Yeah. I mean, uh, Frankie's got Chaz. Frankie's got Chaz, for sure. Yeah. I will say there was a little sweet moment when Gerald stopped at the top of the hill and Arnold rolls up, waiting for you, man. Come on. That wasn't okay. That was kind of nice. He was like, "Yes, some good yes, best you, friend time." You forced him. You forced me into this position. Yes, you were a bag of dicks. I learned a valuable life skill in this. He, it, it did get. I mean, I'll take the hit here. He, it did get his ass on the bike. Yeah, and he was yeah. like schooling everyone and in his regular clothes whereas everybody else was like in their athletic wear absolutely <laughs> he did not opt for the athleisure mm -hmm. i think okay i think that's pretty much it for these two at least that feels yeah. appropriate again more character too they're just very like singularly character driven i think that's why to have the i mean like i don't mind those stories but i think to have them like consecutive was is was and still is a little jarring for me to watch. Like, I definitely prefer the more, like, ensemble ones, which I think mm -hmm. we'll get more of next week a little bit. Okay, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think in terms of the character development, it's cool to just get more depth into, like, the other two most main characters of the show. 
So yeah. For that purpose, it's kind of nice to have like it. a little brain off moment too, yeah. right? Like mm-hmm. view, consume, mm-hmm. have a take. That's true. Good point. On to the next next song. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, well, let's see here. Well, before we go to the Mr. Simmons morals, um, just as a reminder, next week we're going to go into the dangers of well, kind of ahead of its time. We're going to go into the big scoop in which the kids learn the dangers of fake news. And then we have <laughs> a full-on a full-on hostage situation slash negotiation with uh, Harold's kitty. Yes. I think things are going to get a little crazier again, which is fine. Oh, yeah, then the one after that. Okay, we're, we're all actually like, I think we just needed to like, get the cerebral character studies out of the way because then we have just shit gets crazy for the next few weeks from here. Yeah. So I'm pretty happy yeah. about that. <laughs> Little slow ramp into the ape. <sighs> All right. So, well, that. you have, I have some Mr. Simmons morals queued up for these episodes. If you, um, Oh, if please, you please do head empty. Right. No thoughts. All right. So for Helga's love potion, uh, number one, beware the placebo effect or the gazebo mm. effect. Um, in some ways, our obsessions and fixations kind of make us who we are. So it's they don't do. you know, don't deny yourself that. Lean into, lean into whatever your thing is. It's kind of like you know, just you gotta be your own algorithm. You know, in that That's you gotta be to your own for you page. In mm. these days, um, snaps. And then secondly, for Gerald's secret. Um, some people don't know how to ride a bike and that's mind your damn business, Arnold. Your own damn business. Stay in your lane. Stay in your stay in your bike lane, Arnold. Oh my stay, god. Stay in your own bike lane and let me go home. <laughs> what is that what is uh, uh Paul Rudd say in this is for? He's like, bike lane, asshole. It's always the guy in the fucking infinity. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot more yeah. F bombs in this episode than I would have. It's fine, we're shaking off the dust. It's fine. It's Sorry. That's how I well, on that note, again, as always, of all the lessons to be learned here at Podcast 118, the most valuable one of all is to always never eat raspberries. <laughs> See you next week. Bye.